Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on the Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Make sure you check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. You may be actually watching this on that. So if you are, hit the like and subscribe button we do before floor an hour before every game we do post up 5r as soon as the game ends check out five sports.com for the latest takeaways from brady hawk and others he's going to be with me here on the podcast and check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network we've been telling you about this one here for a little while it's called nord vpn and this is for internet security which we know everybody needs go to nordvpn.com backslash 5RSN. That's our product code, nordvpn.com backslash 5RSN. You will get your exclusive NordVPN deal, which includes a discount on the plan, one additional month for free, and a bonus gift at checkout. You also get NordVPN's 30-day money-back guaranteed, all of this completely risk-free. So make sure you get NordVPN. It protects you from bandwidth throttling from internet providers where ISPs slow down your internet to get you to upgrade. And also, it encrypts your internet traffic and hides your IP and virtual location. So important stuff, nordvpn.com backslash 5RSN. And now, today's episode. Down to Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick, if you're listening on the podcast channels, we are back here. If you're on YouTube, you've been watching us all along. Here's today's floor plan. I got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk. 305 and we have one of the heat lifers the heat originals he's wearing the t-shirt here with us jose pañeda uh i'm i'm gonna acknowledge i've known jose a long time we used to run into each other at the marco uh marco island marriott uh before they did the renovations and then and then i came back uh and and i i I have also acknowledged and i did this on twitter that i was listening to jose a lot lately because i did not realize that if you accidentally toggle to the sap uh, a button on your on your t- television, it switches you to Spanish. And so for two entire games, I was trying to figure out why I was listening to Jose instead of Eric. I enjoyed the experience. I will say that, but I did call my cable company and got through after about three days to figure out why this was happening. So apparently I'm not the only one that this has ever happened to Jose. Uh, that's correct. First of all, thank you very much for, for having me, Ethan, and uh, you guys doing an incredible job. And yes, I remember back in 89, 90, when we first started this, uh, Billy Cunningham said the same thing. He goes, he had to watch the whole game. He didn't know why it was in Spanish and it's happened often, but you'd have called me. I would have, you know, navigated you, uh, 
through there. And I was to listening to you. How could I have called you? You were literally calling the action. Yeah, there's uh, people text me all the time during the games. <laughs> that's not, that's nothing new. That's nothing new, Ethan. I, I I will say that does happen all the time. My my favorite thing about texts at games was. Uh, I'm literally game six, 2013 NBA finals. I've written my entire column. Uh, the heat season has gone up in flames. The MF and ropes are out there and all that. And Ray, and I had already written my column. My deadline was in six minutes. So that was it. And all of a sudden Ray hits the shot and I'm getting texts from like 30 friends. Did you effing see that? And I'm like, yeah. I just saw it and I'm rewriting <laughs> in six minutes. F you and F this and a whole bunch yes. of that. Uh, yes. So yeah, I, I'm accustomed to the text. You, you get a lot of those during games? Like uh, asking uh, if you're seeing the action? Oh, oh uh, uh, not, not, not if I'm seeing the action, but other things like, uh, you know, uh, my brother lives out in the West Coast. He lives in San Jose. So he'll be texting me in, in the middle of a game, you know, and doesn't realize that, that, you know, he didn't see the schedule or a family member, you know, Hey, you know, bring me something or can you get me tickets or something like that? So it, it happens obviously. And then, you know, since we're sitting in the masses, you know, people come up to us all the time and just mm -hmm. tap us on the back during the game uh, as we're, as we're trying to call it, you know, Hey, how are you? I'm here. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm on the air, but uh, you know, it's, it's part of the deal. So it's, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. I can't complain. I'm going to let Brady get to some basketball questions here in a second, but I, I have a couple of things I do want to get to just biographically. Uh, how many, how many heat originals are left? Well, I want to say like six um, last time I counted. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, we're about six original uh, employees from the first year and we're, we're counting rosting in that too. Okay. We're, we're mm -hmm. going to let him back in, although he left for a while. Uh, we're, going to, we're going to leave him back in there. Well, they let Dwayne back in. They let uh, Zoe back in. <laughs> So, well, exactly. But, but no, but no, no, but they're not, they're not heat lifers. They no, I, I, I understand lifers. that, but the organization did, but you're, you're allowing Roddy back in. That's nice of you. Well, if he, he had to be tormented with that first three years and, and the first, especially that first year and 17 losses in a row, uh, he, he is allowed to come back in. There's no doubt about that. How many are so, okay. So there's six. So, so, who, so let me see if I can do this. Uh, Andy. Yeah. Jeff Craney. Correct. Who was your first original employee of the Heat, by the way? Hired mm -hmm. by Zeb Buffman when Zeb Buffman had an office in, in, in Coconut Grove at the Playhouse. Uh, Eric? Eric. Okay, so we are at four of you guys. Um, now, Brady, I just, I just want to clarify. Brady was born in? Yeah, yeah 2003. So this is your segment. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we've got we've got Crady, we've got you. Was Woolworth original? No. Okay. No. Oh, wow, I missed one. All right. Uh, You're missing a big one. I'm missing a big. Yeah, I am missing a big one here. Um, wow. Is this person gonna be upset at me? Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. All right. Well, we counted Ronnie, so that's one. Okay. Who is the big one I'm missing? Andy Ellsberg. No, I said Andy. I said you Andy. Did? Yes. I'm sorry. I didn't hear that. Yeah, I, I don't want Andy it. upset at me. Right. I, no. Right. Okay. Then, and uh, Sammy Schulman. I would not have guessed. I, I would not. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, that one I probably. Craney is the one that I think a lot of people in public may not know because they don't know all the work that Jeff does behind the scenes. But yes. Okay. So we're, so we're there. All right. So that's, that is six. And, and are you able off the top of your head to say how many games you've called? No. I, I looked it up the other day only because Tommy Tig asked me to on the Heat Weekly show. But um, other than that, no, it's somewhere around 
2,700 consecutive games. I've never missed a game in uh, since year. I started year two. I didn't start year one. And year one, I was in sales mm-hmm. for the Heat. Uh, I started year two. Uh, so it's somewhere around 2,600, 2,700, something like that right now. What was the closest you came to missing a game? Um, my kids, uh, uh, my, my, my sons, I, I missed half of a playoff game because mm-hmm. my son was getting, I was graduating uh, at the Hyatt Center nearby mm-hmm. at the Hyatt um, uh, by, the, by the arena. And I was able to go to the ceremony for the first half of his graduate, their graduation. I have twin boys uh-huh. who are now tw- 26 years old and uh, were born into this. And then I was able to go back. But other than that, not, not, not really. I really think that this year would be the year and there's still a chance that I would miss a game because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I've been, you know, very, very lucky, you know, health wise and mm-hmm. just things that have happened in, in life that, um, you know, I've been able to maneuver uh, around, you know, situations and not miss ever a game. So when guys are out because of rest, eh, a little weird for me. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you are not on the maintenance program at all. No. No, and listen, there have been nights where days, you know, I was, you know, I had an incredible cold. I couldn't hear myself. It was like 100 and some degree, you know, temperature and, uh, and, and sweating like buckets in a hotel room somewhere out, you know, middle, you know, Cleveland or wherever it was, or, or a, a night out, you know, with the guys and the next night, am I going to make it? You know, it's, it's happened, but I've, I've always made it. I've if you were in Cleveland, been. you were better off in the hotel room. But I, I I'm gonna, yes. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this for, for then we're gonna come back with some basketball stuff here. I'm gonna say this for Greg. That is heat culture. I mean, I look, I, I mean, we could have Jimmy on the pod. We could have PJ Tucker on the pod. We are not. I mean, Jimmy takes days off. PJ has missed games this year. We are, we are not. UD. I'm sorry, UD. You do not compare to uh, Mr. Pineda here because UD has missed time. Uh, came back early from a serious foot injury probably shouldn't have done that uh but he has missed time all right when we come back uh we're gonna let brady jump in on some basketball talk about this season and then i'm gonna go in the last segment back on memory lane uh with jose we'll get back to our episode in a minute but before we do want to tell you about another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network and that's our friend mark brown you can find him at marcbrownpa.com this is where you go if you need to establish an estate plan and you should be establishing an estate plan. It doesn't matter how old you are. If you have people that you want to get the things that you have now in case something happens to you, we know in today's world anything can happen, reach out to Mark. He's got a small office right there in North Lauderdale. He's just north of Cypress Creek Boulevard off of Andrews and the Wells Fargo building, and they'll take care of everything for you. They'll provide all of the forms for you. Uh, Make sure that you understand them. Make sure that you understand if you do this, this is what's going to happen. If you do this, this is what's going to happen. So reach out to Mark. And again, he also has a title company right there in-house. So if you have any real estate that you need to divest, he's an expert in this. And he also can offer you a discount on your closing if you're selling real estate uh, just, uh, mention five reasons. That's all you got to do. MARCBrownPA.com. And again, the phone number is 954-566-5678. It's also a big Miami sports fan as well. So while you're passing the time, filling out the forms, you can talk some heat. And now back to today's episode. All right. Back here on five on the floor. Want to talk a little bit about this year's team. Obviously, the break uh, has happened. And as we, we do this broadcast, we're going to be back on Friday uh, with the Heat playing the Knicks and the Spurs. 
this weekend. So I'll just start it off and let Brady jump in. I mean, where do you put this season so far? Well, I, I, again, I, I think before, before I continue, I got to add, make sure, do we mention Tony Fiorentino? By the oh way, my God, we didn't mention Tony. Okay. All right. So I just want to, wait, I just got a text. Sure. This hasn't even aired yet. Jose, this hasn't even aired yet. Tony's already texted me. Get out. Yo, uh, how could yeah, you forget yeah. me? You know what Tony usually does? I do want to get to basketball, but Tony, Tony's really good at this. When I run into Tony at the arena, like literally, like I, I was using like a bathroom urinal, okay, close to the practice court. Okay, this is a recent experience with Tony, but this has happened a lot. And he just, he sidles up like two, two urinals down. I will say this, okay, two urinals down. And all of a sudden he'll like bring up, he's like, you know, that thing you were talking about, you know, about this guy getting traded, you know, that didn't turn out to be true. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm relieving myself here. Tony, Tony, wait until we get outside the bathroom. Tony is incredibly passionate uh, about everything and, and about the heat. And, and he just, that that's his life, you know, for a lot of us. And by the way, there's a lot of like stats group guys and people that, uh, that, that, that have been there since day one as well. Uh, ushers. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of, of people that have been there since day one, you know, but, uh, but again, getting back to, to what you said about, about the season, I, I think, and I talked to, to Eric Reed about this, you know, we've been talking about this all year long. It's one of the funnest seasons we've ever had. It, it really has because, you know, expectations are always high. Listen, when, when, when Pat Riley came, uh, you always uh, are, are going to expect to win. And, and it's, you know, winning in misery. There's no in between. And that's so true. And, and to try to win a championship and try to, you know, grab, gather the chips, as he likes to say, to, mm -hmm. to win a championship. And, and we have the chips, but, you know, all these, all these injuries, it's, it's just surreal of what's happened this year and that we are tied right or number one right now uh, in the East, third, fourth best in, in the NBA. And, and you see down the line, you know, Lowry missed 13 games and, and, and Jimmy missed 19 games and, and Bam missed 25 games. And you had seven players that were 10-day contracts at one point during mm -hmm. that COVID crisis you know, in December. So, and we're number one and, and it's, it, it's just mind boggling to me and it's, and it's fun. And you don't know who's the next guy and who's the guy who's going to be the star and who's going to make the three pointer and who's going to be, you know, the guy you got hero, you got Duncan, you got guys, Deadman coming off the bench and grabbing rebounds and offense. I mean, so it, it, it's true. I mean, uh, just so many things that have happened this year and it's, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I'll be honest. It's been one of the, the, the funnest years because even the years with the big three, you know, mm -hmm. though, the pressure was incredible. I mean, every night you ex you were expected to win, and and just the hatred that there was everywhere that we went, including I was listening to your show the other day, the batteries that were being thrown mm -hmm. at the, the players in Cleveland when we went back that day. I mean, that's that's incredible. Uh, so, uh, you know, this this is different, and, and it's a lot a lot of fun. And you know, right now everything's going well, and we have at sixteen, you know, uh, 22, 23 games left, and and things are are, are very promising right now. You mentioned so many guys being in and out of the lineup, and I think it's interesting, a question to ask, because I think it's debatable. Who do you think is the MVP of this team so far this season? When I say MVP, I don't mean the best player. Like, who's been the most valuable to this team? Because I think there's a couple different directions you could probably go with this, depending on opinion. But just speaking of value, who would you go with? I think it's so difficult to say that because so many guys have been out for so many games uh, and, and then, you know, how can you not say, well, well, Jimmy's the best. Cause you know, he's, he's the top scorer. Well, but he's missed, you know, so many, so many games and, and Bam's been so, so consistent when he has played as well, but he's been out 
so many games as well. A uh, hero coming off the bench. He's been great. You know, PJ Tucker, is he the glue to the team? Uh, it, it's very difficult. You know, uh, when you win a championship, again, you, you need three things. You need really a combination of, of, of all three. You need, you need health, first of all, which I know you guys talked about. It's obvious. You need talent and you need a little bit of luck sometimes. You know, the Ray Allen shot, you know, the, the, the Kawhi shot. You know, there, there's, there's shots that, that you need from time to time. That, that, that are that you need luck and you need a combination of those three uh, and so then for this year to say who is the MVP uh, I think that the team has proven and maybe the MVP is Spo you know that you know we've missed so many guys and we're still marching along and his mantra of we have enough and next man up has played you know to the fullest this year more than any other year I think um, so I maybe you know I'd say Spo, and I was, you know, so happy for him to go to the uh, the All Star game. I know it's, you know, Cleveland, and I know it's it's a burden sometimes, but uh, I, I think that's really cool, and that he was named, you know, top, you know, fifteen coaches, and, and that we've had him and Spo, and, and sorry, and Pat Riley, and 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 also Dr. Jack, mm-hmm. you know, with it again. So I'd say Spo is, is the MVP right now to be able to to move around the pieces, and and that it works. That's probably the best answer, honestly, Um, because it's also a product of the developmental program that I know he's been so instrumental in has allowed this in many parts, along with Adam and Chet and others in the organization, obviously, uh, you know, and Pat uh, who've pushed it, but, but Spo was really kind of the driving force behind a lot of that. And and now you've seen this come to fruition. So I have a question on this because obviously as you tell it, it's, it's a really compelling story. You, You have a team that has some personalities uh, that has some proven guys, has some guys who've been all-stars, uh, a lot of like, you know, come up from nothing type stories in the team. I mean, I, I tweeted this out a few weeks ago, Brady and I were trying to find another team in the league that has not used a top 11 pick the entire season. And until Victor Oladipo plays a game for the heat this year, they are the only team the Pacers have played a couple of top, uh, top 11s there. Those are the only teams that haven't played a top 10, uh, player the entire uh, season actually now that Tyrese Halliburton's in, in Indiana we didn't even do that Brady uh, they're off the list right because they, they, he was a top 10 pick um, so considering this is such a great story why is nobody nationally talking about it um, you know yeah I, I, I know we're not LA we're not New York we're not Chicago we're not Philadelphia we're uh, maybe you know it, it's more prevalent you know and they're they're, they're the focus the bigger cities, the more ratings, and that's what ESPN and maybe the national media is focused on. But, um, you know, it's okay. At the end, they're going to be here. So it doesn't really matter, you know. Uh, come June, you know, they're going to be talking about how great it is to be in Miami. And when you run into all these national media guys, they always say, oh, my God, I hope it's Miami. Oh, my God, I hope it's Miami. Oh, my God, I hope it's Miami. Because it's Miami. So, and for, the, for, for different reasons. But that's okay, you know that that, that that doesn't bother us. Look at look at our fan base everywhere we go, everywhere we go. First of all, sold out for God knows how many years now at, at the arena, um, and then everywhere we go, they're almost like home games. You know, you go to Atlanta, you go to Orlando. Orlando's like going to you know the FTX Arena. Um, uh, Brooklyn's the same way. Yep. Uh, you had the other night in Charlotte, by the way, for the first time. I hadn't heard that in a long time. Charlotte, mm-hmm. the chance of let's go Heat. Mm-hmm. Everywhere we go, it's let's go Heat. So our, our fan base is, is, is phenomenal. Um, you see that you know, every year we lead the you know, we're, we're, we either lead or one of the top teams in in merchandise sales. 
uh, thanks to Crazy Andy, our, our vice president, uh, Andy Montero, uh, of sale of merchandising. Uh, it, it, our, our fan base, and, and, and you see that, you know, I think the Heat's like number two. We're number one or number two in, in uh, social media following. I think over 5 million or something like that in terms of Twitter and, 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 and uh, Facebook and also Instagram. I think only the Lakers have a, a larger following uh, now because of before and now because of LeBron. So uh, again, it doesn't really matter. Uh, we're having a great time. It's fun. Our fans are having a good time. So if somebody else has a problem with it, that's their problem. I know we should probably wait toward the end of the episode to ask you this, but I'm going to just jump into it right now. If you were to make a prediction, because we just looked back a little bit now at the final stretch of games, if you had to make a prediction right now, postseason, where do you think the seat would finish? Just where is your expectation at? Where, where's maybe their ceiling? Where's their floor? And is it depending on a matchup or do you kind of have a set place that you kind of feel is their range of finishing in the postseason? Well, again, never, never ask for a matchup. You get what you get. I, I, I you know, for years, you know, you go, I wish, you know, we should end up in the, the number two spot because we're going to play X team. We're going to finish the number three spot. We're going to play the, the X team. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that because it doesn't, first of all, it doesn't really matter. You're going to play who you're going to play. Yeah, there are some situations that may be good or bad. You know, uh, last year, for instance, if we didn't finish where we finished, we wouldn't have played Milwaukee in the first round, you know, and maybe we would have gotten to the second round, you know, maybe not, but it would have made a difference. But you can't really control that. You can't really control that. You can't control that because of, of the schedule, because of guys in and out. And we really don't know what's going to happen now coming back. And, and, and Ethan, you guys, you know, I don't dwell on that too much, you know, uh, of who's coming back or, 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 or when are they not coming back, but what's going to happen with Oladipo? What's going to happen uh, 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 right now with Morris? You know, what's, what's happening with that? You know, they haven't played basically with this team. So how are they going to incorporate? How's that going to make the team better, you know, or, or not? You know, how's that going to fit in the wheel? How's that going to interrupt what's going on now? So there's so many uh, you know, variables as we, as we're finishing up these last 20, uh, 25, what is it? We've got 23 left, um, 15 at home, uh, 17, uh, seven on the road, including eight on the road, including, uh, Friday against New York. So, uh, listen, you, I think you always want to finish top because you always want to have that seventh game at home. Mm -hmm. So that's the goal to finish one. And, and also that includes you know, on the, on the West coast. I don't know if you're going to be able to catch up you know, I think it's impossible basically the Phoenix and, and to Golden State, but you know, you want to have the best record because again, that seventh game at home is always important. And I, I think uh, history has proven that for us in a few finals. When that Heat Memphis series is on Nickelodeon uh, in the finals, when they put when they put Lakers Nets uh, at both eliminated in the play-in uh, on ESPN, they get a second shot. Uh, you want that seventh game against Memphis to be at home uh, so that you can control Morant. All right. When we come back, we're going to do some rapid fire here with Jose. I'm going to put him on the spot with some historical stuff. Uh, Brady's allowed to jump in on anything post 2003. So we'll do that <laughs> here in a second. If you're on the YouTube channel, stay with us. Uh, if you're on uh, our podcast network, here's a word from one of our sponsors. One more sponsor of today's episode. It's an appropriate one because I know Jose and Tico are familiar with each other. You got to check out City Cigar Lounge. It's right down the street from FTX Arena, and they're having a big party on March 1st. March 1st at 6 o'clock. This spot is at 41 Northwest 2nd Street in downtown Miami. 
They've got more than 350 different types of liquor, more than 50 different types of premium cigars, and they're having what they're calling their Grandiversary Mardi Gras style. So if there's a night that you want to check this, we've been talking about this place for a while. This is the night, March 1st. We're going to try to pop out there as well. And again, this is a really comfortable environment. They've got... I mean, you could sit there for hours. They've got televisions everywhere. They're all over the place, okay? And they've also got very comfortable leather chairs, a great little food menu, and as I mentioned, cigars and liquor, okay? City Cigar Lounge, again, it's at 41 Northwest 2nd Street. Their big party starts 6 o'clock on March 1st. And now, back to the episode. All right, we're back here on 5 on the Floor Let's get to it. I'm going to go to a few of these. Uh, who is the most underrated player in Heat history? The one guy that you do not think gets enough love. Wow. In Heat history. In mm-hmm. Heat history. Wow. I've never, I've never asked. Uh, geez. I'm just going to give you a name and it's going to be random because I don't, I don't, I haven't even thought of that, Ethan. Uh, uh, the, the most underrated um I would say uh, Mario Chalmers. Wow, he's got a, He's not underrated in his own mind, but well, there you, there you go. He's controversial, so so there you go. What, why why would you pick Rio? No, again, you just threw that out there. I I I, I don't know. I, Own you it. Know, Come on. He, he no, he's he's a guy who always got like you said. You know, you always got hit on. Everybody was criticizing him. You know the. The thing with LeBron hitting on him, but you know he was he was key to, to our success. You know, but there's a lot of guys that that, that were keys for to the success. You know, and, and you say underrated. Well, again, everybody everybody puts in a little bit to, to make it happen, man. So it's 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 tough to pick, you know, underrated. Just like you know, on the opposite side, you know, there, there's so many guys that have been great that have helped. And if it wasn't for one guy, it wasn't for Shaq. Well, he had Wade, but well, if you didn't have Shaq, then what happened? You know, so. Um, you know, uh, there, there's, there's so many variables that, 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 that. next question. Next question. All right. Here's, here's another one. Okay. And you know, I speak a little Spanish, but I'm going to do this in English. Yeah. Uh, you, you cannot pick Carlos Arroyo for this. Okay. You cannot pick Carlos Arroyo for this. What heat player spoke the best Spanish, the most oh, proper uh, Spanish. There was not his natural language. Was it Bosch? Gorin. Gorin. Oh yeah. Perfect. Gorin. As a matter of fact, I had a conversation with Gorin. Uh, uh, when he was here and, and regarding Luka Doncic. Doncic speaks better Spanish than he does Slovenian. He says he was talking to the Doncic the other day and he goes, I didn't understand his Slovenian because he doesn't even practice it anymore and he was better in Spanish. So they had to talk in Spanish because his Slovenian was so bad. You know, this is the guy who was born there. So um, definitely Gorn. Gorn's spectacular. Absolutely. Luca's going to fit in great here in Miami when he signs in a few, you can't say that that's tampering, but anyway, when he, when he comes down here in a few years, he's going to, he's going to fit in perfectly uh, with the population. I'm going to one more and Brady, I hope you're thinking of a couple. Uh, get, you, you've been every, obviously to every city in the country, every arena um, pretty much uh, give me, give me your, your three favorite uh, NBA travel cities, Washington, okay. San Francisco, LA. Okay. And those are f- in Chicago when it's not 10 below zero. Well, that's, I mean, almost never, but yeah. Okay. I know. <laughs> we'll, uh, all right, we'll give it to you. All right, Brady, jump in. Cause I got a couple more here for Jose before we go. 
I think you kind of said before that this is probably one of the most fun teams this season, but what is your favorite team you've been able to watch on the court? I know it probably isn't this one because this is most fun, but what has been your favorite overall? Well, again, when we won the first championship, that's always going to be like your first girlfriend, you know, it's, 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 you can't beat that uh, in 2006. And then first of all, in 2005, you were there so close. And then, you know, um, you had the injury to, to Dwayne in his, in his, in his uh, ribs. And, he, you know, we, we lost against the, the Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals in 2005 and come back in 2006 and then to win the championship. And you know, it's so difficult to get there and so difficult to win a championship. And, and, and I pinch myself and we pinch ourselves all the time. We've won three and it's unbelievable. But that first one, uh, it, it was so, and again, down 2-0, down 15 points in the third quarter, you know, of game three, it's not going to happen. Uh, so, so, so many things happened there. Uh, so that, you know, that team is going to be special forever just because it was our first championship, my first championship. And, you know, as a kid growing up here in Miami, born and raised here, and, you know, you, you saw you know, on TV, all these teams, you know, celebrating and champagne and the locker room. And here I was in the, the, you know, the Dallas locker room after the game doing that same thing. And, you know, so forever, that's going to be, um, you know, fantastic. You know, James Posey might be the most underrated guy. He was key, key in that championship. And people don't really talk about him, but he was that cog in the wheel, you know, talking going back to maybe Rio gets pushed off. And I say James Posey, just because of that, that championship, how important that was and how he was to that team. Posey's uh, part of a long line of those kind of glue wings yeah. that they've had, whether it was a Bruce Bowen or a Posey or a Marley or a Battier, uh, or now I think Caleb Martin kind of fits into that category yep. a little bit from what, what we've seen so far. Most disappointing, I, I think I know where you may go here, but take a, take a second to think about it. Most disappointing uh, moment it could be anything, okay? It could be on the court, off the court, uh, that you've experienced uh, following uh, following this team. Do, do you? Because I've asked Eric Reed this question, and I, he goes to an obvious place, but I'm curious where you go. Uh, I still think about it uh, all the time. When I see him, I tell him that he walked. I know, I know uh, but the Allen Houston shot. Uh, I, I mean, uh, and you got to go back. If you know, you go back a little bit of history. We play them in that regular season. Mm-hmm. And, and we were up like like 20 or something. I, I, like it was, it was a big lead. And it wasn't like now that big leads don't really mean anything because of a three-point shot. Mm-hmm. And they came back and, and beat us at home. And that kind of triggered or started a little avalanche of wins for them that gets mm-hmm. the Knicks into that eighth spot. Mm-hmm. And we play them obviously in the first round. And it's, you know, series you know, five, you know, it's a best of five that time. And the whole thing, uh, that, I, I didn't sleep that whole summer. Uh, I, you know, I, I took it to heart. I mean, it was so painful that for three months I was, uh, and to this day, you know, 99, it's strike year. And, and uh, every time I see Alan Houston, I looked at that player. I said, I, I think you walked, by the way. I think you walked. He just laughs. You know? I told Michael Rappaport that on the podcast that, that I thought he walked too, but. That- yeah, there you go. I, 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 we've never, we've never spoken about this. And, 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 and so it's true. So I wasn't wrong. Yeah. yeah well, I, I I'll say this: you gotta give look. Okay, they celebrate outside the Sabaro uh, for winning one playoff game against Trey Young. Now you got you gotta give the Knicks what you can give the Knicks, right? I mean, they they got that Julius Randle contract from now until the end of time. Okay, you they can have the Allen Houston shot. But the, the the crazy thing about following this franchise and when you're with a franchise as long as you have been, is that there have been so many of those disappointing moments along with, you know, the high moments. I mean, there are other places. I mean, Zoe's 
kidney diagnosis, I, I think was crushing to the organization. Chris Bosch's die, you know, going to the hospital on the same day that Goron was acquired, uh, was crushing LeBron leaving in 2014 for a lot in the organization was, cru- I mean, it, there have been these moments. It's just, and like the six of you who've been with it forever, it's like, I mean, you've lived a life inside this organization. I mean, it's been pretty much, you know, all I, the highest highs and the lowest lows from the very beginning. I, I have a story about the LeBron thing. So um, we're, we're in Spain with my family. My family is from Spain. First time I, I take my kids there. When, when we were first there, we found out that my wife was pregnant. We didn't know there were twins in Spain. We go back 22 years later with my boys, you know, and see the family, my, my father's uncles, cousins and stuff that are, those are still alive there. And, everything. and we're at a bullfight. I want to say in, Oh, we were at the running of the bulls. Mm-hmm. We were at the running of the bulls. And, I, and, and, and I'm getting like, my phone explodes. I'm in the boring as you know, they had the trumpets are going, they're about to kill the bull. And then, you know, tech, you know, text LeBron's out, LeBron's leaving. So it was like, it, it was surreal in terms of, it was, I, I couldn't, it, it was like a movie, it, it, a thriller where on the other side of the world, LeBron is leaving and here I am. And this poor bull is about to get, you know, killed and, and it's boring. And it was happening with the music and, and the horns. And I'm like, and, and yeah, it's true for sure. You know, he's gone. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I had to go outside. I had to like, you know, get something to drink. And I was like, uh, so it was, it was not a good day, but you know what? We had great times and, and we continue, we move forward and uh, you know, and hopefully this will be a, a, another great year and, and another championship. Well, at least you got to call games the next year with Danny Granger, Josh McRoberts and Henry Walker. So it, 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 it all worked out, but I was, I was waiting, I was waiting for my, my, my first and only child to be born. Uh, she was born six days later uh, when this happened. And, and after it happened, uh, I got a contact. I got a call from my boss at Bleacher Report, and I had a clause very specifically in my contract that says I am Miami based. And the first thing he says is, "I know your daughter is being born in a couple of days, but we're going to put you up at a hotel in Cleveland." So I, oh. I, I, I will say you were in a better place than me, uh, Brady. We got one more each. Go ahead, Brady. I just want to say that your stories are a lot more fun, both of you guys, when that happened. I think I was at a water park, so that's like the end of my story. <laughs> so it's just a very different scenario. But I do want to go through. You were going disappointing, so I'm going back in the positive direction. Your favorite Heat play that you've been able to call, and I don't want to go in the Ray Allen direction because we all we all know that's kind of like the top one, but is there like an underrated or a favorite maybe game winner or call that you've made in a specific game? Uh, actually, uh, I'll be honest with you, the, the Ray Allen shot, I did not have a great call, which is one of the iconic calls, but I'll be honest, it just wasn't – I wasn't happy with it. I kind of delayed it a little bit, and I, I was disappointed in it. And, um, and that might've been, uh, you know, again, I was disappointed in that, but, uh, in, in terms of, of, you know, great calls, obviously when we win the championship, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, Jason Terry taking the shot as Mm -hmm. Gary Payton is holding his shorts and then he misses and then Dwayne Wade grabs the ball and throws up in the air to make sure that time expired. So for me, that first championship, heat win, heat win, celebrate Miami, celebrate Miami. Uh, that's what I said in Spanish. So that, that to me is one, obviously one of my favorite calls. And again, you go back to that first championship because it was so good. I remember looking to my left and 
in amazement was was Mickey Harrison and and, and Nick Harrison and, and Mickey was like well, what 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 just happened is you know it was like well I could tell that they were they were away from me but I could tell that we we just won the championship you know and so that was a, that was a, a a fun call obviously and something that got played over and over and over again and and then that the Heat did a, a mix with Pitbull with it mm-hmm. uh, with some of his songs so uh, that that was that was that was pretty cool. I liked and any 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 time that Zoe blocked the shot mm. was so inspirational. So anytime that you know let up on also morning, you know, or stuff like that is it, phenomenal. Uh, the Dwayne Wade three pointer uh, at halftime against uh, I guess uh, gold uh, when he jumps on or in Chicago as well. Actually, I guess in Chicago when he jumps on this is my house. You know that was a that was a great call. So the. There've been there, you know, two thousand seven hundred games. There, there's bound to be one or two calls, you know, not all, but, but there's some. So uh, I just gonna... put a lot of passion in it, you know, and, and excitement, and and you know, and uh, and it's just a lot of fun. We're gonna close with Jose here. You can follow him at La Voz de la Heat, right? Correct? Did I get that right? Uh, mm-hmm. sort of La Voz del Heat. Yes. See, I'm, see okay. We'll get me. We'll get me back. That's into okay. Classes. That's I mean, okay. my daughter's my daughter's working with me. You know, she's you know she's, she's yes. half Colombian, so it it you know. But she says my spam my accent, daddy, your accent is terrible, and then she speaks to me in Mandarin, and I can't even get any of that. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's close here with with uh, with this. Uh, obviously, twenty seven hundred games, but but nearly that many players. Um, give me yeah. one player interaction that that you'll always remember that you've had. Well, uh, you know, at, at the beginning of, I was the same age and it was a different time and there was no social media and we, we you went out to dinner with the guys. It's a little different now. I can be their father, so maybe they're not their grandfather, but I could definitely be their father and just a little, a little different. And I give them their space to give that. And so, but they've always been great and everybody's been great. Um, a, a, a great interaction because it's a funny story. It's a good story is that we were, we were on the bus and traveling with the team on the bus with the players. Mm-hmm. Um, I was getting ribbed at one point for whatever reason that day. Uh, and Matt Geiger uh, was ribbing me left and right. And he said something about milk. And I might've said something about mm, mother's milk or something like that. And all the players went, oh, boy, did he just say that to Matt Geiger? So Matt Geiger, uh, we were getting into Milwaukee. And uh, I, I walked into, uh, uh, I, I, they all waited outside the bus. They, they all got off the bus and they waited. They waited to see what was going to happen. And uh, Matt Geiger um, fronted me. This guy is like seven feet and like a wall, obviously. And uh, basically pile drives me in a snowbank. That's like 10 feet tall. And I'm trying to like hit, you know, hit him like this. And like really like, it's like an inch away. So he's not feeling this, but he was cool about it. I was cool about it. He did what he had to do to, you know, to save his face. I did what I had to do. And uh, so I thought that was an interesting story that I always kept about an interaction with a player. Uh, Another time with Ronnie Cycli, we went snowmobiling. He goes, oh, let's go snowmobiling. Think about it in Utah. And he was going like 100 miles an hour with like nothing on. He he bribed the guy. He paid not bribe him. He paid the the owner of, of whatever the place we showed up at. It was like basically somebody's ranch, and he bought the, the gloves from him because he was so cold for like 500 dollars. Okay, and it was me and it was Matt Geiger and I think it was Alan Og. May he rest in peace. 
and 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 Ronnie was going so fast, and he hit some tree stump, and he went flying. So again, imagine that happening in in, in today's world, yeah. Ethan. I, I don't want to get close to a player. You know, he gets hurt. It's my fault. You know, right. Pat will just go you know ballistic, and I I just you know I wouldn't I wouldn't even think about it these days. But these 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 interactions were different back then. Definitely. Yeah, I was I was gonna say Pat would have put that clause in the contract. No snowboarding with Jose uh, would have been in all the co- well. R- I mean, Ronnie's traveling the world now DJing, so I mean things have yes. turned out just just fine yes. for him. It's probably yes. probably probably a lot safer uh, than what he was doing before. Well, Jose, we appreciate the time. Thank you again. Uh, I might switch back to SAP. Don't tell Eric. Uh, I might do that here for for a couple of the road games. Also. Never tell Tony this episode existed, please. Oh, no, no we got him in. We got, we got him in. We got yeah, him in. well, you had to do it. For, trust me, I'm going to hear about this for the next 10 years. Uh, thank you, coach. All right. Thanks, Jose. Thanks to Brady. Uh, and thanks to our sponsors. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.